Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topics. Both like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yeah, what's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on, of course, the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and, and B. Austin to be with us in a minute. Y'all know y'all wait late for work. Um, the Stanley Cup Finals have been decided. Uh, shout out to the to the champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, the MLB postseason is underway. Without our Phillies and the Los Angeles Lakers made easy work out of the Miami Heat in game one of the NBA Finals. With Kobe says, Jim, easy money, easy money. So uh, we're going to discuss the finals. We're going to give you our thoughts on how this is going to play out. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, a snack, whatever you need to get comfortable. You can uh, go ahead and get into the conversation if you want by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room. We need to open that up. I'm going to do that in two seconds. Uh, that's at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. But before we get started, make sure, like we always let you guys know, before we start talking our ish during the week, if you want to hear us talk our ish when we're not live on the air, you can just check out archive episodes of the show. There's 539 of them <laughs> before this one, so uh, plenty for you to you know, to indulge in, see the, the how we've changed over the years and how some things have stayed the same. But do what you do. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, um, blogtalkradio.com, or on most of the listening platforms that you may use to listen to the podcast that you do listen to during the week. Just make sure you add us to that. Um, we're on pretty much most of them. What up, Jim? Um, did that quote-unquote presidential debate <laughs> put on full display just how much trouble America is in right now? I mean, it was great entertainment, man. I mean, you oh, know, wait. if that's what you're looking for. I mean, the funny thing is you don't generally tune into those for the entertainment value, but it was great <laughs> TV, you know. Yeah. I, I, I give them that. What up, B? Two, two old-ass men. Yeah. <laughs> they trying to let their hands Stand go. Stand back. And, <laughs> and stand by to all of no our listeners and loyal followers. Stand back boys and like, stand by. Them boys like in their mid seventies, yo. I don't know any job that's looking to hire a guy in their mid seventies to, um, <laughs> you know, not 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 being an agent to run the company too. 
You being an agent, man. Not to, no, not to be that way, man, but, yo, can we get some young blood in this job, man? Like, you know, where are our young minds at? Yo, it's, hey, it's, it's crazy, girl. though. Like you said, the entertainment value is going to be there. Like, my, the bar was set low for me prior to tuning in. I kind of knew what it was going to be, and it turned out, turned out to be everything that most of us expected it to be. But that tells you right there, like, how much trouble we're in. Like, if you're tuning into a presidential debate and that's what you're expecting and that's exactly what you get, oh, my God. Trump won't stop talking, won't stop insulting the ball. Other boy, he was – he. I don't know. Like, he, he was making pants at the time. And you feel a little nervous for him because, you know, he started to blink the eyes and – Stutter a little bit, and you hope you're going to fall asleep yo, on the podium. Y'all president, um, y'all president got on TV and called somebody's son a cokehead. Right, 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 <laughs> right. But but flipped everything. But you know what? Though, because a lot of these debates, like their strategy, quote unquote strategy, if that's what you want to call it, like they put it out there prior to the debate. So okay, he already knew. Dude was going to try his hardest not to get down into the mud with him. So at that point, he knows you know, I can insult dude all all I want, even though my rap sheet is long as his as long as his arm, because he know dude is not going to hit back on the personal stuff. So he can say what he wants, even though come on man, like Trump got so many. I'm, I'm not even going to call them skeletons in his closet because we know everything he's done. <laughs> Yo, but he like if he's not going to get personal with me, then I can just insult the dude. But to me, the greatest part of my man, my man is an ardent, an ardent Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein uh, supporter. He in the Epstein gang, and he's still president. Listen, yo, first off, first off, y'all made it funny. Like watching it live, the group chat was pretty funny. But to to me, like the craziest and and the, the greatest part about the debate is like once it's over. And you go to the various news stations. It's like, yo, are they watching the same thing? Like, uh, you go to right. MSNBC and you see how they say it went. And you go to Fox right. and see how they say it went. And it's like, yo, are they watching the same thing? Everything is so <clears throat> like, you know, my side versus your side that is is comical. How could you take any of them serious? Like, there's no the intellectual value. There's no because certain people think that we lean left, right? And I don't know why you think that way. Like we we we, yeah. we poop on them, like we poop on everybody. But for some reason, <laughs> they claim that we the liberal media. But I don't know how you take no. any side serious. I was I was accused of being a closeted Trump supporter just two days ago. <laughs> like, I know I yo, saw no, that, and it's funny. Yo, I'm like, like I crazy. Saw that, you know what? But, you know what that show? Like, at the and same I, time, and I said it in that conversation because these are the people that call themselves our friends. I don't care what you think my politics might be. The fact is, we talk about them every week, even on a sports show. And then we have another show you where listening. we talk about that stuff all the time. So you know who's supporting and who's not when they say dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? No, but even beyond right. that, I just find it funny because, like, on our page, like, there's a certain, there's a certain um, energy on our page that comes on the page and says, you guys are, you know, you you guys are your liberal this and your liberal right. that. And then on the flip side, they call you a Trump supporter. But that's but listen, I'm just like, like, yeah, like you just said, it depends on the audience. Like everybody can see stuff a different way. You know, I tell that story here no, all the time. Confirmed. Confirmed. I've been on a giant right sports thread before and been called a LeBron hater and a LeBron stand in the same in two different threads in the same conversation. I'm like I don't see yeah, how, I'm, I'm sitting here like tagging 
any these of dudes them like, yo, didn't you just call me this and he just called me this? Like, objectivity is a I don't see how man. you can take any of them serious, yo. They all a joke. I can't. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's it's crazy to watch that, though, watching that whole thing, man. It, it for one, it's embarrassing for America. Um, so I'm so I'm wondering with the people who really, really, really care about America, and they have some level of objectivity in their heart. I wonder how they feel. You know what I mean? Like me, mm-hmm. okay. Some of the, sometimes I think you know the embarrassment that America is getting right now is the embarrassment that America deserves. Just leave us out of this, right. you, you know, your proud boys and all that. Just keep all that over there. Y'all can stand by and stand back and stay back. Um, you know, just keep all of that proposed violence away from black people and, you know, just let us sit back and laugh. But this whole thing, man, it, it gets a little irritating at times because, you know, we all, and I'm speaking about black people in general, you know, Everything right now is we'll do anything to get Trump out of office. So it's really like they don't, we don't care who we elect. And, you know, I use we loosely because I, yeah. it's difficult for me to, so it's really going to be difficult for me to cast a ballot for either one of these cats, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to sit this, you're going to sit this one out? But, but, but maybe that's what it, that's, that's what, it, I mean, I haven't decided that. My actual mail in ballot just came today. I just got some, I guess I'm one of them people that I don't believe in right now because you know how they have these debates and they're always talking about, uh, you know, afterwards, like, well, I wonder if he swayed these people. And I'm sitting here like, well, who the hell really in in America in this two-party system goes into one of these debates not knowing who they're going to vote for? (laughs) I mean, like, if if it's between the two people. For me, it's not – which one of these guys am I going to vote for? It's like, am I going to vote for, you know, am I going to give my vote to Joe Biden like everybody else is doing? Am I going to vote for an independent candidate, which will make all my friends mad as well? <laughs> or like B said, or am I just going to sit it out? Those are the options. Like Trump is not an option, but I just don't understand when they try to make it seem like these debates are really doing something to get votes. I pretty much feel like everybody knows what the deal is before they watch these debates. That's why, like Jimmy said, when you turn to certain stations, whoever you're riding for won. It doesn't matter what they did or what they said. They won because that's who you're voting for. (laughs) And that's exactly what it was on television and on social media after the whole thing played out. Your process is trash, man. Sorry. Sorry for venting, fellas. (laughs) Had to get that oh, off my chest, but yeah. Oh, the where person are you moving who called me a, a closeted Trump supporter. F you. That's what she said. Where, so where, where, my chest. <clears throat> where are you? Where are you moving with your beautiful children? Because uh, this ish ain't changing. Oh, this, we just getting started. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, unless civil war really comes and we got to get up out of here, uh, y'all are the same way. I mean, we all think the same anyway. And what the person didn't understand in the dumbass conversation I was having, I made it known that, you know, I try, my mission in life is to, you know, put myself in a position where no single, no individual politician is going to make that much of a difference in my life. I never said I was batting a thousand from the field. Never said that. 
but that's my mission. So it's like, you know, I keep, we keep doing the things that we're doing. That's, I mean, that's why over the past three and a half years, we've been able to look at a lot of this as entertainment. I mean, I know a lot of people haven't. It's been entertaining, like watching dude operate because he hasn't really affected our lives in that much of a negative way. Like when he first came in the office, he tried to, you know, he tried to get at me a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> everything's been building. You dodged right? him, dog. He wasn't able to dodge that a little bit. Listen, I mean, no, because everybody's saying racism. I'm like, okay, then you're not getting that on the other side. Like, when are we going to learn to stop? Nah. Question. Nah, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Because it, it comes down to that. Like, a lot of people are not talking about his policies. A lot of people are talking about racism. I can't stand the racism. We don't mind being screwed as long as you're nice while doing it. Like, you know, the fact yes. of the matter is, my life is yes. my yes. life is no worse yes. since Bull's been in office than it, than it was before he came in office. If right. I'm being honest, in fact, I could actually make the argument that my life is better based upon um you know um certain things in the market. You know, yeah. no, um, I mean like, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, financially, you know what I'm saying. I, you know, because you know, for me, it's not all about that. But financially, I'm kind of in a better spot. My only problem, you know, we've been sitting in the house for six months because, you know, dude wanted to handle this whole pandemic like a like a Richard had. Me, I just I just want to take 30 seconds from a political perspective just to speak to our brothers and sisters, especially when it comes down to this. You must vote for Joe Biden thing. If y'all really, really, really were about the change that you claim, you would have taken a much more serious look at Bernie Sanders and Nina Turner, but I'm not here to, you know, I'm not... Or we'd be be running our own candidates by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep depending on the system that's not looking out for us either way. It's either either overt Mm -hmm. or or covert. That's that's what we're voting for. Overt (laughs) or covert. Over the cool. But man, stand back and stand by, brother. Stand back and stand by. No doubt. Stand back and stand by while I do this quick read because we're going to talk some hot topics real real quick. And hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. It's time for you guys to make some money sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, then it's time to place your bets. The MLB playoffs and NBA finals are underway. And the mother of all sports betting, the NFL, is entering its week four slate uh, tonight. I don't know about the Steelers and the the Titans, but everybody else is entering week four. So lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get paid fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the heat build and blow a 13-point lead early in the first quarter. Join now, and my bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use promo code WARROOM to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. Uh, and before we start, we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention and give a quick shout-out to the new champions in the building, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, won the Stanley Cup. They beat the Dallas All-Stars. In game six, two to nothing on Monday. 
Um, this was this was the one of the first bubble experiments. The NHL, the NBA did a bubble um, for the pandemic, and the NHL just concluded a successful bubble campaign, leaving the Tampa Bay Lightning at the top of the heat. So uh, shout out to them, Stanley Cup Yo. champions. I got no idea hockey chat even room came back. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no idea they came back. Yo, I had no you know idea. I thought you know, of the season, dog. Didn't even know it came back. You know, I wouldn't consider myself a die-hard hockey fan, but I definitely that, – that's when I jump on the Flyers bandwagon, like right before the playoffs start, because playoff hockey is – playoff hockey is tough. It's, it's real intense. Um, one of the better things in sports to watch, in my opinion, but I, I just can't do it for, you know, for an 82-game season. Um, but yeah, in the well, playoffs, salute, salute to them, whoever they are. I didn't know they play Tampa. I didn't know they play hockey in Tampa. So, but salute to them either way, though. Congratulations. All right, so, um, <laughs> shout out to the champs. Y'all don't even get the song. All right, so you know what we've been following closely, of course, because uh, we are basketball heads here. The NBA Finals have started. Um, they started at a at a weird time. Uh, we didn't really know who, but what teams were going to be in it last week. I mean, we kind of had a, an idea, but we didn't want to jump the gun with any predictions or anything like that. So now they're here. Um, we're on the air. We're already one game into this. Um, I don't necessarily think anybody here was picking the heat in the first place. So uh, we can still make our predictions and, and, and everything here. So if you guys want to let me know your winner, Number of games and your MVP, you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> Lakers and five, Brian MVP. That easy? No, no AD. What you got, B? Uh, uh, LeBron, uh LeBron and six. <laughs> LeBron and six. Um, yeah. LeBron and six. yeah. I had the Lakers in six um, after game one. You kind of wonder if it's even going to go that far. But that the hard part for me was MVP. But I'm sitting here, I'm just trying to think, like, who's responsible for making the decision? Because it might be one of those decisions where no matter what happens, they're going to give it to LeBron James. But we've thought that in the past. And you've seen Andre Iguodala get it over Steph. You've seen Kevin Durant get it over Steph twice. I think Steph had a little bit of a case for at least one of those. Um, but the Andre Iguodala one was a little bit disrespectful. Uh, he held LeBron to like 50 a game. And, you know, that was good stuff. Like two people, do y'all realize that? Two people have gotten unlikely finals MVP for the defense that they paid, played on LeBron James. So, like, even when LeBron that is in goes, the finals losing. That actually goes to LeBron's dominance. Because in those series. Him. That's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron averaged, like, 30, 15, and 15. <laughs> you can hold LeBron to a 35-point triple-double average <laughs> in the NBA Finals. And we will. And you win MVP. You finals MVP, even though you probably had, like, you were probably, like, fourth or fifth as far as the odds on your team of winning it. That's crazy. Yeah, That's crazy. I mean that 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 goes that goes to his dominance, but you know yeah. I, I just feel like 
they like they're gonna make sure Brian get this. I mean, he almost had a triple double in the first game, although AD outscored him, but he yeah. gonna get this. And 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 to be one hundred percent real, like it sounds funny, and like Jimmy always says, like as we move farther away from this, and you just look at history and the people who didn't see it, look at it, think I'm like, damn, this dude, you know, yes, he, he averaged thirty five in this series, and you know he didn't win, but. And you're going to see who won MVP, and somebody might tell you why, and they're going to be like, well, how do you do that? This dude averaged this. At the same I mean, time, if you watch Jerry those West, games, so Jerry West used to do that. No, no, but, Jerry but, West but, used but to if you keep like it real, if you the finals those lose. series, you understand exactly what, you know, what the thinking was that went into that. They did make it difficult on LeBron. Like, it wasn't as easy. You're not going to stop LeBron from getting his numbers, no matter what. Duh. But Jerry made West it harder. Bomb cats. <laughs> he used to bomb cats in the finals, and they would lose. He used to win the finals. In, 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 the one, in one year, one year he bombed them so bad they lost, and they still gave him MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry West that's why he's like, man. That, that's why he's the true group, though. He's definitely the greatest runner-up of all time. Because if you can <laughs> lose the series and still get the MVP. Like, come on. Yo, I, think they, they, I don't think like, they uh, would do yeah, that these days, but what, what happened with nah. Iguodala and Kawhi, that's the closest thing that you're going to get to it. Like, okay, this dude was so great, but you slowed him down in some moments, maybe some important Yo, moments. They was low key, when they counted, was low key giving Brian MVP, MVP by they was low key giving Brian MVP by doing that. Because on that's one what I'm of the Iguodala joints, on the Iguodala joints, he actually got a vote for MVP. He didn't get enough votes, but he got a vote. <laughs> yeah, this is the, yeah. Because these days, you know how it is. You gotta win something. Um, even in the regular season, the person that came closest to not even having a winning record was uh, uh, Russell Westbrook. And there was a whole lot of controversy when he won the, the regular season MVP. So, so much of that goes into it now. Like, these days, you damn near got to have a winning record to make the All-Star game. And that definitely wasn't the case. Yeah, that's true. So it was always Shot the Bradley 30, Bill. It was always 28-point scoring losers in the All-Star game <laughs> back when we first started watching All-Star games. We, we um, had never seen we had never seen Mitch Richmond back in the day if that was the case. <laughs> this team was ass. <laughs> but, yeah, it was rough. It, yeah, he got to pull up to every All Star game because he was averaging thirty on an ass team. Mm-hmm. And now you got cats like um, Brad Beal <laughs> who don't even come close. He Yo, Brad Beal scored like sixty a game and can't he make the All Star team All NBA? <laughs> yeah. No, they hating, hating on my man. Brad. He, got, he got his he got his chick out here fighting for him though. Yeah. Um. They married yet, or is that his girl? Is that his wife or his girl? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I ain't mean to disrespect her if she is, but you know. She no, I, I wasn't sure because I was, you know, I was trying to see if she was just doing it out of love or she's doing it for the ring. Like, <laughs> like which one you doing? <laughs> anyway, man, game one, uh, game one got away from the Heat. No, they married. He did it. Okay, one sixteen to ninety eight. The Lakers took game one. The Heat built an early thirteen point lead, and they lost the early. 13-point lead because by the time the first quarter ended, it was tied up again. So, um, uh, Lakers had a slow start. Heat had a terrible rest of the game. I'm not even going to say finish. 
So is there anything that you guys think the Heat can do? We all know Spo is a, is a good coach, probably an underrated coach. Um, it's time to make adjustments. But can he make adjustments or is this team just overmatched? Because the role players on the Lakers were, were playing pretty well. Um, KCP was shooting the ball very well, especially in the in the beginning of the game when Miami built that lead, it was kind of the shooting of, of dude that kind of kept them in it, let them hover a little bit while Vogel was still doing his normal rotations, letting LeBron get his rest um, when he usually gets his rest and not panicking because some of those dudes stepped up. Um, Jimmy's man, Kyle Kuzma, didn't play too bad. <laughs> um <laughs> So is there anything Spo can do on the adjustment tip? Like, how would y'all adjust with this Miami Heat team playing, you know, and, and, and Dragic and Bam Adebayo are both doubtful for game two. Jimmy Butler's on a on a tender ankle right now. Should we just bring out the broom? Yeah. I mean, they should they should put Udonis Haslam in um, because <laughs> my thing is. For who? For what? I mean, he ain't, he ain't played in two years, so he must got something left. Because my thing is, well, dog, they just he, oh, he, they he's just the like subject Jimmy about that of the week. to make it true. He has to get in, but we'll do that later. We'll Yo, they over they oversize. Dog, the Lakers get second chance points, uh, tip out opportunities mm-hmm. for three pointers. If the Lakers shoot that way, it's over. That, that's just the bottom line. The good thing is for the for the Heat, the Lakers rarely ever shoot that way. Um, in fact, some would say that's their weak point is their three-point shooting in today's NBA. But when you're making threes like that, they're almost impossible to beat. In the mid-third quarter, Miami was down by more than 30 points. Like, so as close as the game, like, the final score, they what, lost by like 20 or 18? Like, it wasn't even that close. Um, but well, listen, the Lakers just seem to be out. Like, he has a torn plantar in his left foot. I have plantar fasciitis. I know what it feels like when your plantar stretches. Like I haven't even torn it. I know what it feels like when it stretches. Oh. So I can imagine the pain that dude is in, like right now. He's doubtful. Who is this? Who's this? Who's this? Goran Dragic. He oh, he's, he's out. Done. He's doubtful. He's. I, I would just go ahead and say he's out. <laughs> you know what that feels like. So, um, they're, yeah, they're and Bam is Bam is doubtful. Like literally, two of their top three players are are out. Like Tyler Hero, I mean, was a hero for one game in the Boston series, but I think the book might be starting to get out on him as well because I've seen this dude just one on one straight up get plucked at least four times since that game against Boston. That he, you know, that he shut the lights the out. They're just gonna put pressure on him. They, he can't dribble. They've overachieved. Can't dribble. They've overachieved. Like, they're not even supposed to be here right now. Like, they beat the number one and number two seed to get here. They overachieved already. And, you know, um, fans listen, don't like Cinderella story. Like, Cinderella had to go like home. Cinderella, you want Cinderella to, to, to you know, pull the whole thing out. Because if not, like, you, you, get, right, right, right. you get to, if you get to the championship and then you play like we expected you to play in the first place, then it's like, yo, you're wasting our time now. Like, the story was cool. But now we gotta watch a, a trash final series, and it's and it's even worse. Yeah, but now they like because of the run, First of all, they're like running out of energy. They're getting injured. Like it's just everything is, it's almost, it's kind of comical, <laughs> but everything's falling in place for LeBron. 
Everything's falling you know, in place it, for him the way it, it's supposed to. It was crazy the way everything fell in place. The, the Nuggets beat the... The Clippers the, collapsing. Yeah, the oh, Nuggets beat the Clippers. LeBron put that call, the in, LeBron put that call in China. Because those are the only Listen, two teams, man. in my opinion, that really would have gave the Lakers struggles. The Clippers and the Bucks. And What I will say is this, man. No matter team, what championship team we look at, man, there's always something that has to happen for like that. That's why championships are so important and so special because there's always like a certain level of luck in every, in every single championship. Like if we look just back last season, if golden state doesn't get hurt, Toronto probably gets their ass kicked. Like, like, but as history goes on, you right. forget all the little small nuances that happened that allowed them to win that championship. And then you know if I'm the saying, timeline like, goes the same way, Jim, if, if Kawhi doesn't make that shot against Philly, even though I told y'all while we were watching the game, Philly seemed like, especially Embiid, Embiid seemed exhausted. I really don't think there was a way they would have won that game in overtime. But let's say that shot doesn't mm-hmm. go down. Philly wins that joint in overtime. Golden State still gets hurt the way they do. Already, you know, you knew what I thought about Philly versus Milwaukee all season last year. I really thought we matched up way better with them last year and would have kicked their ass in the conference finals. Maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. But in my, in my in, you know, my little fairy tale I'm doing right now, we kick their ass. They get to the finals. Kevin Durant gets hurt. Clay Thompson gets hurt. They could be, you know what I mean? We could have had a parade on Broad Street again. But <laughs> yeah, Sixers could have been champ. But, that, but, that, but that's what makes like championships so special. Like, what about like would the Warriors be the the franchise they are without injuries like to the to the Cavs? Like, there's Yo, so many different things we can look back on. Yeah, their first like, one, every point guard, every opposing point guard was injured. Was hurt, yeah. And, and, yeah. That's, that's when their point guard was in his absolute prime and in his bag. Yo, point guard in front of him went down. To your point, uh, Jimmy, of how special it is, that really gives you the context. Like as much as I hate I hate New England, like yo, it it yo, well, they're, they're like five field goals away from not having nothing. <laughs> yo, this Yo, they got they be winning right. by like one point. But then, but then at the same time, Jim, they also a couple of plays away from having like eight or nine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's true too. Either way, no, that's true too. That's true too. It's that's crazy. true too. But that that also goes to show you, like you know, um, yeah. dealing with pressure. Like they always win close games, but they always make the right plays at the right <clears> time. Yo, what type you of deal with the devil did they make? They gonna get they gonna get their ass whipped like, this week. Like the thing, like back in the day, right? Like so, back in the day when the Niners were in their, in their prime, and Bill Walsh was in his prime, they would run through everybody. Like, yo, playoff games wouldn't be close. They would beat my Broncos in the bowl by a million. Like, it wouldn't even be close. Like, they were clearly the best team in football. The Patriots be winning like <laughs> playoff games by one point. You know what I'm saying? With controversial rule calls, get to the bowl. Uh, and win, playoffs? Like, the bowl Don't gets, talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. <laughs> Boy gets stopped at the one yard line for the Titans. Like Aaron <clears throat> was one yard away from winning the chip. I mean, it's kind of even though I do, he reached out I, I to get the one. The most, I think that was the most overrated one yard from winning the championship. Yo, because Boy, Boy got seen. stopped at like the ten yard line yeah. and stretched to the yeah. one somehow. <laughs> he stretched it. I 
like, come on, man. They just wanted to make that real dramatic. Oh, man, stopped at the one. It did make it more. It did make it mad dramatic. Though. It made it mad dramatic. I'm like, dog, you stretched your arm like ten yards. Like, how you do that? Oh, my man turned into Reed Richards. <laughs> Reed Richards with it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's crazy. Um, I mean, then you got stuff like you said, Jim. You talking about field goals? You got a dumbass play call with this with Seattle. Because they didn't want to give, you know, yeah. the hood ball to MVP. So they tried, they tried to make Russ the hero before he was really ready for all that. Like, yo, that's the crazy part about it, thinking it, dog. As much as Russell Wilson's it. career comes up in arguments, he can have two chips right now. Should have two chips right now. Because yeah. you know what? Like you say, yo, it don't matter if they give um, – if they give my man the rock in that situation, you're the quarterback. You're going to get all the credit anyway. Yep. They're going to argue yep. today, oh, Russell Wilson got two championships. They're not going to say, no, you know, if the Rock had two championships, two championships, and now, and now he's, now he's putting say, up the numbers he's putting up. He ain't got to win no more. Now he's got padded stats at this point, and now he's going down right, like right. in the GOAT conversation. Right. All you got to do is padded but stats. If he, but if he's had chips, two, so the whole conversation is different. Come on. If he just give him two, People would already be leapfrogging him over people that's already in the top five. Because they, yeah, you know, so the we want to do it. Getting back to the, getting back to your original question, like in real time, we see all the craziness happening. But this is kind of what has to happen to win the championship. So, mm-hmm. if he gets this championship, what's that? His, his fourth at that point. So, you know, um, but and we go back to all those crazy things probably had to happen. But it's just amazing how things played out for him with the Clippers selling the farm. Um, Denver kind of running out of gas because they had to go to seven games every series. Come back. That's what sometimes it takes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't. I don't think Spo can coach himself out of this situation, especially with the injuries. Because um, I was, I was actually a believer. Like, oh, they're getting smashed here. I think they'll come back in game two and and tie it up. But you know, no Bam, no Gorn. And at this point, you know, they're doubtful. Even if they do play, they're not going to be anywhere near 100%. You're going to have them out there going through the motions, not being able to guard anybody. So, I don't know. Like I said, my my, my prediction is Lakers and six because I'm not going to change that because we saw game one, truthfully. It's going to be difficult for me to fathom. Get the, get the brooms. Get the brooms. Get the and start the bus engines. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, that's a shame though, because like like I said, you hate to see that. You see it in the NCAA tournament all the time. Like you have this quote unquote Cinderella team blowing through the first two rounds, and sometimes maybe taking out a team that you root for, and then they jump up in the Final Four or the championship game if they make it that far and get smacked up. So I'm like, what's the use? It's like you beat all of these other teams just to go and be food to the best team. Like, those are the ones that you need to, you know, you're supposed to be putting up the, the fight with and shocking the world with. But I don't know. Sounds like we're counting Miami out at this point. We'll see what Spoken do. I mean, he's still, he's still got some youngins on the bench that weren't really in the playoff rotation. Kendrick Nunn came off the bench and, and kind of continued where he was before they went into the bubble. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. A lot of those dudes probably also aren't ready for this situation. So like y'all said, it might be Udonis time. <laughs> and I hope y'all don't think I'm serious when I say that. But um 
Time for UD. Uh, real quick, before we take some calls, uh, we were going to talk about how Doc Rivers came into the fold after, you know, supposedly mutually parting ways with the Clippers. Kind of seemed like the execs might have gone back and watched the series again because, remember, we heard a couple of days after the series that Doc was fine. He's he's going to be back. And now, you know, he's he's gone. And we were going to talk about how, you know, he interviewed, he came and met with the Sixers, watched game one of the finals with the Sixers brass, and kind of leapfrogged at least to Ron Liu because all week they've been saying it's been uh, – was the dude's name, D'Antoni's job to lose. But then when you started to hear about, as you know, all the time that Doc was spending with the team, you kind of knew what was about to happen. And Doc Rivers has been hired as the new coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Do y'all think that's a good hire for the people that they, they have? Like, can Doc improve this situation? Like, you don't need anybody to come in and – and everything's the same. Like you need, you know, this, this is a type of hire where you're trying to get over a certain hump. Elton Brand is on the hook. Man, we don't, we don't need great, we don't need great, uh, people don't look too we don't need great right side now. out and out of bounds plays, man. We need somebody <laughs> that can really strategize. We don't need a good out of bounds play. So it, it's actually uh, funny that you say that because I think we already had that. Brett Brown wasn't too shabby <laughs> off the timeout. Couldn't, do anything. No, else. he wasn't. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no because I, I believe that Doc is a good coach. I believe he deserves to be in the NBA. But depending on who you ask, I lean towards him being a little overrated. A little. Maybe not now. Ask me. Ask me. Throughout his career, I think he's a little overrated. Me, me, me. Like no, but I, yeah. I also do, I look at it like this though. I think out of everybody who was a candidate for that job, Dan Tony, Teron Lou. I do think Doc might, not even might, Doc has to be the most respected out of that bunch by players. Um, at the same time, at the same time, like you heard reports that, you know, earlier in the week, Joel Embiid had given his blessing and was actually pulling for Mike D'Antoni. Um, Report said, never heard it out of his mouth, but report said he would would have been happy with that because he wouldn't have to play with his back to the basket. Um, do y'all think Doc is going to go in there and keep kind of a, at least as much as he can an old school approach with Embiid and make him post up, or is he just going to give in to twenty twenty basketball? Lord knows, Lord, I know you're asking the question. I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the answer I want to have. Know the true answer. I hope he sends his big ass down to the block. I know what I know what Big Market Jim gonna say about the state of the present game. Yo, send his big ass. Send his big ass. To I mean, the block. I ain't gonna say nothing. I feel like I feel like guys like Jerome Allen. You need to get some young blood in this coaching thing. Like they need to play musical that. chairs at this point. Doc, and Doc is a safe Negro, so we can give Doc another job. He's gonna keep moving him around to do a mediocre job. I mean. To me, this hire has second round exit written all over it because that's that's it has, that, it that's has three one exit. Three one exit written yeah. all over. Three one lead. He better not do that again. He can't know, do that. You know. He can't do that any more in his career because people are already making a giant deal of that right now. But you know, I I was 
I was kind of hoping, like I said, y'all know, I, the, y'all know the kind of fan that I used to be, and y'all know the kind of fan that I've grown to be now. Like, I, you know, I got a family, and the Eagles won the Super Bowl. <laughs> You got to throw that in there. The Eagles won the Super Bowl, so it's a lot of things in life that I don't care about anymore because the Eagles won the Super yeah. Bowl. I'm, I'm not that fan anymore where I'm like, oh, man. Oh. Like, I'm going to get mad over a coaching hire or I'm going to be all meddling in it like I'm the GM. Like, I, at this point, I really don't care. But I would like – I mean, I would have liked to see some, some, some young blood in there. I would have – you know, Sam Cassell was a name that I was like, that would be interesting to see. Um, but I didn't, you know, his name never even came up. So maybe nah. since he was on Doc's staff, maybe, you know, maybe his name will come up with the Clippers. But we're already hearing like Teron Lou being the leader in the clubhouse for that. Another so thing, either he'll be with the Clippers Rumble. or he'll be an assistant in Philly <laughs> next year. So, uh, but but I was interested in that. Like, I, I want to see what some of the, the younger minds can do. Um. You know, Sam, he, he don't he don't have the the cachet or <laughs> or the mugshot to be like a, a Steve Nash and a Derek Fisher and just and a Jason Kidd to just come off the, the and just go right to the bench. But um hopefully cats like that will will get a shot one of these days. Yo, what about cats like Sam Cassell, Pooh Allen, guys that have been on the side of the bench forever? That's what I'm about Sam. But that's bring um, Patrick Ewing about. back in. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just naming a bunch, I'm naming a bunch of guys. Like, uh, just oh, the list, Jerome yeah. Allen, Patrick Ewing, like a lot of guys we've seen that have been putting in work as assistants over the years and have been there, um, you know, like, give you guys an opportunity, man. Like, yo. I actually think there's a I'm reason a- for Pat. I think Pat, I, I imagine, this is not anything that I've heard that I can prove. It's not anything solid. But I imagine Patrick Ewing might have been too old school. For, for you know, because yeah, that's what a lot of people do. They assume, and I'm not talking about you, Jim. I'm talking about conversations that we've had. Like, because you know, as soon as Steve Nash's name came up a couple of weeks ago, Patrick Ewan's name came up. Oh, Patrick Ewan putting in all this. Maybe he wasn't that goddamn good. I mean, I, mean, I know I there's going to be other names like, that come up where you're like, okay, that's just unfair. But you know, Pat, I, I kind of imagine like, he might be. He, his ideals might be a little old school for what they're doing in the league right now. You saw him chewing that's somebody true. out for, for a shot, you know, at Georgetown. That's an everyday shot right now. But I, I, feel like, I feel like yeah, it's going to take a team to have to kind of the golden ass to do this, but I feel like that's kind of what's needed right now. Anytime everybody is running one way, which the NBA is now, it takes mm-hmm. one person to say, all right, so we're going to run this other way. You know what I mean? Like right. n- now, with everybody shooting threes, it's gonna take somebody to say, "No, we're gonna go back to this." One. Send his and big that's how, ass down to the block. Oh, that's man, how the pendulum swings. Joel Embiid. And if I'm but a I wonder how, how, like but you, with Joel Embiid, if I'm if I'm bought into Joel Embiid, I need someone like Patrick Ewing would have been the best guy to like you know bring him along. Um, not saying that you should have hired him specifically. No, I'm but it, it has to. Like, it has to one. It has to work. Two. This guy has to be respected. I mean, we saw this in football, Jim. Chip, Chip Kelly came in. It worked for a year. A year later, defense, defensive coordinators who get paid a lot of money to do what they do, you know, had him on his way out the league. I don't know how he got to say Doc no more. Doc's going to say, go over there. They're going to say, man, you blew a 3-1 lead, FOH. Ah, <laughs> you blew like you, 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 
you you blew a three one lead with the most talent in the NBA. Let's not get it twisted. They have the most talent in the NBA. And he blew a three one lead. Yo. So how full to respect you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Celtic team in one chip. You got the one chip you got yeah. with like three dudes three Hall of Famers and arguably four three Hall of Famers. Like come on man. Yo. Like you, you ain't that good. You ain't good. Yo. Yo, Bev brought up Chip Kelly. My man made it to the NFL running sideways plays and telling people to drink yogurt and smoothies. Oh, my God. My bad, B. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm reading the chat room, man. Kev, don't chill with this Mark Jackson stuff, man. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Yeah. He said he thinks Mark Jackson is the perfect one. coach for Simmons specifically. Why? Uh, why? I would actually say Jason Kidd more than more than Mark Jackson. Really? Yeah, why, why Mark Jackson? Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson coached in a place where they don't even want him. Like, yo, they didn't all want Mark, him. Nobody all Mark Jackson. Why, why is everybody How come nobody realizes as great as a coach as people believe Mark Jackson? Nobody wants him. It's a reason for that. When you talk to the players yo, that play for him, they don't like him. Mark Jackson is just gonna make them pray before and after practice. Like, hmm. that's not really. Nothing wrong with the power of prayer, but and there's nothing against Mark on, Jackson. Man. I actually think Mark Jackson is where he should be because he's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? When he does games, I actually prefer to listen to him and when him and Van Gundy are together. I think they're excellent. So yeah, let him be excellent. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm really when they said Van Gundy, they said Van Gundy might get a job. I was like, damn, I'm like, I, you know. He said he's gonna have to trade Tobias because Harris is not a closer. We need an MF and closer. Well, that contract ain't going nowhere. I was um, gonna say my man got a hundred and some odd no. reasons why you can't trade. Agree. He said Lakers and six. AD is hold up, hold up. He said Lakers and six. AD is already MVP. Paul Pierce stole Walter Ray's MVP in Boston. You hear right? Um, and then again, I wanted Mark Jackson. <laughs> Yo, you thought Ray Allen was the MVP in Boston? Yeah, he was third fiddle. Fourth yeah, fiddle. He, he was be better than Ray Allen. I'm hating. <laughs> I, I, I'm better. Yeah, right, that. I mean, but that's Ray for you. Ray, like I always say, a highly skilled, deferential player. Like, dude, dude, don't want to be the MVP. I don't know who was trying to get to him, but <laughs> I don't even want to be the MVP. All right, so they got Doc Rivers. They didn't get Mark Jackson. Um, we got to wait for the next coaching vacancy to start screaming. Maybe Mark Jackson can be the coach of the Clippers. Um, we'll see. But let's go to the phone lines real quick, man. We got the homie Nodge calling in from down in GA. Yeah, real quick. Let's go down. I was just trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out how he said Ray Allen when Paul Pierce averaged more points and assists than, than Ray Allen in that series. I'm sorry. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Hey, better defense. What's up, Nodge? <laughs> what up, man? Cool. What up, Notch? Hey, <laughs> love, man. Cooling, bro. With Doc, but, Doc, going, yeah, Doc going to take my boys over that hump. We got like four humps to uh, get over. But. Well, I mean, it's a bigger conversation than that because ultimately, man, NBA coaching is one of the most overrated things out there. Like, mm-hmm. coaching Ooh. differences are like real marginal. Like, unless the yeah. talent you, is like you huge, give dude like, the like there's a huge gap in talent or the, the talent is really close, okay, maybe if, if y'all are, let's say one team's a 99, if you're trying to figure out a, a way to score them, and the other one's a 98. 
Okay, coaching matters in that instance. But for the most part, you're going to get what we got right now, Miami against L.A., where one team has overwhelming talent, and it's all about who has the talent, not who the damn coach is. But we put so much on these coaches that it turns into this, you know, this thing that we're seeing now. So a front office that's kind of lacking in credibility, they'll take the safe hire over taking the risky hire where you probably get better production. So they bring back Doc, who should be broadcast, as far as I'm concerned. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm mean, trying to listen to the front office. I ain't trying to listen to yeah, I mean, horse man. Oh. I'm just saying, he, he's better at that than he is coaching. But, yeah. but overall, the Sixers front office doesn't have much legitimacy, so they make this higher. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Does he make them way better? No. Can he get them to get along? Possibly. But the only reason Doc is a made man is because what? They made the trade. He got the last two years of a prime Kevin Garnett before he got injured. That's why he won a chip. Not because Tibbs figured out the defensive, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> scheme that nobody else could think of. No, he, was, he was on his way to getting fired in Boston until Ainge <laughs> pulled the rabbit out of that. And you said you you know you get that kind of talent you all you in the game all of a sudden now you know now you're a great coach. right <laughs> right so now we're watching uh, I guess strategic genius over the past two weeks now Eric Spoelstra is the smartest man in the world so they match up against the Lakers and you say okay well this is just a bad matchup roster wise and they're gonna lose no matter what kind of zone or whatever Spoelstra comes up with so to me coaching is one of the most overrated things in the NBA. Like I said, if it's two powerhouses, then, yeah, okay, coaching will make the difference. But overall, man, they talk about something, it's a make-or-miss league. No, nah, it's a Jimmy's and Joe's league. This ain't no X's and O's league. Hell, <laughs> you, you give anybody <laughs> no. the talent, they're going to win. I'm saying, because, you know, there's always exceptions to the rules, but we really haven't seen too many times where a team that's just straight-up overmatched, you know, wins in this type of situation. We've seen it maybe. Listen, right. All I know is, all I know years. is, I saw the ball from Milwaukee try to coach, and I think he makes a difference because um, he's a negative. This past year, like, right, right, okay. I saw him. I saw him in huddles. My man in the huddles is like, um, just go do what we've been doing. I'm like, how's that? How's that your advice to your team? Y'all, y'all, y'all down? Y'all coach, coach the around the number one team. Like, what y'all think? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like come on. What's his name? What's his name? Booten holder or button holder? Like yo, like we like we down coach. thirteen. What y'all trying to do? <laughs> right, work. right. But, but but look at that situation though. Do we think the Bucks had overwhelming talent compared to Miami? I wouldn't say so. I would say the talent was comparable. So when it's like that and it's close, then yeah, coaching will give you kind of the check mark as a factor in you know being a little bit better. But once you match up against a team that's better than you, you know. You and your little playbook, it's like, like a water boy. Man, man, get, get, get out of here with that playbook, man. You ain't doing nothing with <laughs> Text I, I, I triangle think, didn't think, do nothing for Chicago you, with Mike you, left. What do you think? I said text winner's triangle didn't do nothing for Chicago when Mike left. When Cartwright and all them I mean, boys got cheated. They got, fired they got, they trying got to run cheated. that triangle. They got cheated the one series against the Knicks with Hubert Davis. They got cheated that series. But, <laughs> I mean, I really believe – if they win that series, I think they might win a chip. But you know, we can't never prove that. But um, no, they but still I think have players made, though. Ninety-eight, 
after after that last season, it definitely didn't do anything. Because well, no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, no, I mean, it is you. You gotta have talent. I think. I think in any league, you gotta have talent. You absolutely gotta have talent. Yeah, but, but I do the believe NBA that. More so, though. You know what I'm saying? No, no, the top yeah, ten players in the NBA. The difference between them and everybody else is like vast. It ain't like when your running back get injured, you put in the backup. Like the NBA, man. It, it is. Even you got them guys. I agree. You don't. No, I agree with you. Coaches matter more, say in football. But I, I do believe that. I, I think I just put a little bit more stock in basketball. Not as much than you do. Like I, I, yeah. I think they matter a little bit more. Um. And that's because I've seen some bad coaches, like where it's like, yo, you're not doing anything, you're not making any adjustments. I, I've seen some bad coaching. Yo, can I remind y'all yeah, of something? Well, can I remind y'all of something real quick? The bad was obvious. 2000, yeah. 2006, 2007, before the off season when the trade was made, <laughs> the Celtics were 24 and 58, 15th in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> you bring in Ray, you bring in Kevin. 66 and 16 win the NBA Finals. <laughs> Come on, man! He was yeah, on his man. way to roll again. He was it's, on his way. Bringing the Hall of Famer, all-time great things change. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you win a ring, talent please. Talent is Yo, different. They won 40 more games, though. They won 42 more games the next season. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, especially I, I remember Doc coaching in Orlando. Insane too. That kind of shows yeah. you, though, the Eastern Conference was weak, and they still won 24 games. It was so weak that you bring in two cats, and you win 42 extra games. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and and basically route the Lakers in the, in the NBA Finals to where Kobe was the best player on the floor, but it didn't matter because of matter. the lack of, you know, the team that was around it. Like, it didn't even matter. Y'all remember that game six, that beatdown? Yeah. It kind of <laughs> ended. You know what I mean? Yeah, I remember Cole walked off mad as hell. <laughs> right, it was one on three, and he was killing too. Like, look, Cole went out on the shield that night. If anybody wants to run that game back, that Kobe game and the LeBron J.R. Smith games are two great games in losses to where a dude really put, you know what I mean, really right. put on that night, even though, you know, it is what it is. You were going to lose because you were outgunned. But, yeah, this coaching thing, it, I don't know. It's been getting to me a lot. So in Chicago, they bring – I know Tobias can be mad about this. In Chicago, they bring in your boy Billy, who's basically getting the credit for CP3's work. Like, CP3 was 24-7 hands-on with them young boys and got that terrible team in the playoffs to kind of threaten the Rockets. But that's not a good team. And now your man extends his career as a coach. He's going to go to Chicago and fail. And, you know, like I said, this is – Speaking so of that, y'all know CP3 is going to be the with, next You agree with, you agree with right Kyrie Irving? You agree what Kyrie Irving said? Yeah, that's a little far when you start talking about it because you don't need a coach at all. Like, somebody has to be in charge. There has to be some organization. Kyrie <laughs> like, tripping, yo. Of course, well, Kyrie going to take it too far. thinking about that comment, though. See, it's not like, damn, dog. Right. I just got the job. He's talking about, really, it's like we don't got a head coach. Damn, God. <laughs> Kyrie was like, the one in this interview, He also said what? for the first time in my life, I'm on a team, you know, he's like, I, I felt like I was the best option on every team I've ever been on down the stretch. For the first time in my life, I look at another dude on the team and I'm like, damn, this MF could make this shot. So I'm like, damn, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired at Bron. 
Most importantly, shots fired at my man Dumbwitty, man. Jimmy's man, Dumbwitty. <laughs> Come on, Dumbwitty. Yo, yo, he let yo, he let the ooh out go in the Bronx. He let the ooh out go in the What it was about. You know what it was about. But. From mm-hmm. outside the bubble, when my man about to win a chip, so it don't really matter. But it's just like it's like yeah. a view into Kyrie. He 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 spent so much time with all those individual drills, being in Australia. He's just an awkward, weird dude, man. And the idea that last shots are predetermined because you just can make it as opposed to saying you got the best matchup, Kevin Durant should kind of raise the eyebrow at that. Like, bro, if you got Steph on you, yeah, you should take the last shot. But if I got, you know, whoever, like, I anybody. Like, kill you. <laughs> if I got anybody like, on me, give it to me. If you got a scrub on you, <laughs> then go ahead. Nah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so so that's weird, bro. Uh, oh, what else do I want to say to y'all boys, man? Oh, oh, as far as the debate and all that stuff, like y'all was talking about earlier. Man. I agree with y'all wholeheartedly, and Dev, you know, hit the major point. If people were as concerned about change and really actually moving this country in a different way, then they wouldn't have put up the candidate that we have as far as, you know, the two people we look at. But the bigger thing, though, is, man, both corrupt, right? Both racist, right? One will run a competent organization. The other one runs an incompetent organization. That, that's the two dangers. Yeah, that's the difference. That is really, I mean, yeah, it Joe really Biden going to have the people think, with him. Because Trump, his whole yeah. thing was bringing his own people in. So he got people sitting as you know directors of agencies when they have yeah, no experience listen. whatsoever. Like, like <laughs> what the hell does Ben Carson have to do with HUD? <laughs> Yo, what yeah. did Ben Carson have to do with it, it, it was so disrespectful to appoint him. Oh, shout out to all the white nationalists. Shout out to all the white nationalists he uh, he appointed. Right, that was that was right. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he was getting his people in there. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, that's true. That's yeah, but that's but, the, but the thing is, think about it. We just saw something that hadn't happened in a hundred years. And it's better to have somebody who is at least competent to handle a situation like that. And that's why we have the worst outcomes on the globe, because you had somebody who was basically, he was trying to hedge his bet that it was go away because he wanted to run on an economy. Mm-hmm. But the smarter thing to do would have been what? To prepare, deal with this the same way other nations dealt with it, and then come back from it later on. But he was thinking about what? His own you know, electoral practice. And then when you see all this tax stuff come out and everything else, you're like, okay, but he had to try to make sure he win this election because he ain't trying to, you know, be in court <laughs> and getting sued and shit for the next decade or whatever. So he ten toes down on trying to win this election. He like, bro, I'm yeah. going to run this racism flag up the pole. I don't care what y'all say. And <laughs> you can call stand me, you can call me whatever you want for it. But the real answer is how come there's so many people willing to respond to it? That's who the finger really needs to be pointed at. Cause, dude, I told my homeboy the other day, I said, look, man, if Farrakhan ran for president and all of a sudden all of us was like, yeah, man, Farrakhan, man, yeah. Dude, white folks would be looking at us like we was crazy. What, 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 what do you mean you're voting for Farrakhan? I, He's I never heard him say anything, right? And we just acted oblivious like they do. You know how mad they would be, bro? Yeah. You know, we're not allowed to do what they do. These dudes got the. Yeah, we're not even allowed to like. We're not even allowed to like Farrakhan. He and he holds no office. Right, we can't even right. like him. They cancel. If one of us ran for something, we had to denounce the ball. But he won't denounce white supremacy oh, you, on you national TV in front of his country. 
Right. But don't don't they think because of that though, I ain't over. noticed. Don't think I didn't notice Joe skate that question about supporting Black Lives Matter though. He got out of that because Trump oh, wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and that's the worst Chris, part Chris about Wallace, it. It's like, dude, let that man talk. Right. Chris Wallace distinguished <laughs> the question for him too, because he wasn't saying Black Lives Matter the organization. He he specifically said the you know, the the, the movement, the He'll idea. He said as a mantra. Right. Not as supporting right. anything significant. And, and just, just like when he said to fund the police, he like, no, nah, I want to fund the police. <laughs> but but that was the good part about Biden. He couldn't really talk himself into into too much of a hole because dude wouldn't let him talk. So he and if, like, and if he would have let him talk, it would have been clear to the majority of progressives and people on the left that Biden, as Obama, is a center right, somewhat diet Republican. Who is trying to appeal to the suburbs and independents <laughs> way more than anybody on the left? Like I told people oh, all the right. time, the Democrats, fight, the Democrats will fight the left way harder than they'll ever fight Trump because if they have to listen to the left, then you're talking about working class people, then you're talking about policies that actually cost money and change people's lives, wages, things yo, that actually yo, to your, and they to don't your, want no nah, part of that. To your, nah, to your point, if it really, really was about change. You would listen to progressives, you would listen to Bernie, and you would listen to the sister Nina Turner. But it ain't about that. It ain't about yeah. that. No, but you know what? The, the point you just made, Nadra, was great, and it proves, like, Trump was just there to use buzzwords. And, you know, he he had keywords yeah. that he was going to use, and he had to keep using it because, like, yeah, like I thought my face scrunched up every time this dude kept calling Joe Biden radical left. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, do you know anything about politics? Guys, like, I don't claim to be, you know, adept at politics all like that, but I know that Joe Biden ain't radical left. Like, like he just yeah, used these words. Like, he came out of the gate calling him a socialist. <laughs> then went right. Like, uh oh. Joe Biden's been gonna, fighting the left. You're going to lose your radical left. Uh oh. You don't want no parts of that. Matter of right, fact, like, Joe Biden does not have the right. radical left, guys. What are you talking about? <laughs> Right. Remember how they got the nomination? Said, Bernie got all these young folks excited on the left. These people looked like they was going to try to move to the party, shift the party's ideals. And your boy Barry O, along with your man down in South Carolina, ran a backdoor campaign in the middle of the night, had everybody drop out and declare boy, your boy Biden the winner. Now this stuttering old fool is up here trying to remember, you know, policies and and bills and things like that, but he's having a hard time because the boy passed his prime. No, I'm just saying the boy yeah. passed his prime, man. Yeah, yeah. He clearly yeah. passed his prime. That's why, like, at some of those but, points, yeah. it was childish and a clown show. But a few times I was like, Joe Biden kind of lucky that he wouldn't let him talk right there. Because a couple of those yep, times. Absolutely. He, yeah, started to stutter. You saw his eyes closing a little bit. I'm like, oh, man. It was way past <laughs> his bedtime, dog. <laughs> dog. No, no. so basically what y'all we about to have this a man didn't bring up Herman Cain, who I hope is burning in hell. He didn't even bring that brother name up. It, yeah, that's the thing. His, you know like, his, both messed up. I don't think he got it in him for like snappy comebacks like that. You sitting here, he's dogging you on on your rallies. Oh, you can only get four people to go there and blah blah blah. Dude, you got people <laughs> who died because they went to your rally, sat there with no mask on basically making a mockery of the whole pandemic and it don't matter because they they still tweeting from his account for him so I guess <laughs> to him 
<laughs> he's serving the same purpose he served when he was alive. So, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So this is a poo sandwich, man, just like 2016. So we're going to take it in and see how it goes. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. The people who are radical who are saying in their state, if it's a swing state, then they'll, you know, vote third party or won't vote. Hey, man, people are free to do that. This whole vote shaming and acting like voting is the end-all, be-all. What, man, what Dr. Amos Wilson say? Did you vote to get the vote? Nah, not putting that on our ancestors. They fought, burned, and did everything no. necessary to no. get where we are. Just, they just, sure just, didn't vote as far as the presidential, body. as far as the presidential is concerned, just say to them, just ask, are you aware of the electoral college? Do you know what it does? Man, just leave it at that, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm in Georgia I can easily mm-hmm. not vote Because it don't matter This thing will be red as hell You know what I mean Y'all care yeah, y'all <laughs> No gotta matter make what you do You know what I'm saying Yeah <laughs> and that, that whole thing That burns me up man The vote shame Especially When they lead off with Man I don't care what you do Just exercise your right and Then if I say Man I'm voting for independent Man that's like Voting for Trump You throwing your vote I'm like No it's not It's like voting for the person That I voted for But I'm like by right. that Yo, logic, then Republicans quick. are saying the same thing. It's like, well, you didn't vote, so that was like real a quick, vote for Bernie. Quick. I mean, I'm vote for uh, Biden. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm, reading, I'm reading this report from one of the uh, NBA writers, right? It says that uh, ownership wanted Mike D'Antoni. Elton Brand wanted Ty Lue. Ownership wanted nothing to do with uh, um, Ty Lue. So basically, <laughs> Doc Rivers was like their common their common ground. Me. I'm, I'm oh, ownership. Man. <laughs> Don't let I'm Doc in that room, man. Doc, Doc, come in that room. He starts speaking in that raspy voice, man, and he real good at getting a certain segment of our society to trust him. Start getting good power. Yeah, we love Doc. Yeah. He start making the draft Doc, pick. Doc, Doc, Doc. <laughs> let's go. He's very safe. He's yeah. very safe. Pick. Let me show you a picture of my wife. You know, what that's I'm funny like, though how everything changes. Them because the remember earlier in the week they were saying that Elton Brand was pulling. He was the one pushing for Dan Tony. But I kind of figure, I'm like, somebody, I mean, because Dan Tony, that train just kind of came to a halt as soon as Doc was let go. Like, hey, let's see what we can yeah. talk about up here. So Doc, must, his interview skills must be Mike Brown-like. Um, and, and have we heard a story, have we heard a story leak out about Elton Brand where he won the damn uh, battle in the war room? See, like every damn war room battle, Elton Brand is conceding or losing. Elton Brand is figurehead at this point, man. I guess it was so surprising <laughs> that they even hired him. Now you kind of understand, like, all right, we didn't hire him so we can control him. Um, but, you know, everything bad happens, whether it was his decision or not, is going to get put on him. You know, Al Horford. I'm like, bad thing, bad bad thing happened contract. to Philadelphia, dog. Bad things. <laughs> Man, I just can't imagine this thing going bad and Doc doing his whole little Doc routine at the end. Philly fans ain't for that, man. They ain't with all that moral victories and well-wishing and nothing. Like, they're going to let Doc have it, bro. Yeah, he might get run out of town by the time this is over. (laughs) Much suffering. (laughs) They ain't with all that. (laughs) All right, man. I'm going to get out of y'all's way, man. All right, thanks for your call, man. All right, down, man. Good show. All right, appreciate it. Alright, we got we, we got a couple more calls coming. We we we're gonna get to you, Tobias, real quick. Just wanna um do our quote of the week and our stat of the week. Quote of the week comes from Scotty Pippen. Um 
And Scottie Pippen had some bars about the NBA bubble in general. But then his bars kind of started getting focused on one person and, and somebody caught some strays. Scottie Pippen, when asked about the NBA bubble, he says, well, I'm going to be honest. It's not NBA basketball. It's not the hard grind. It's not the travel. It's not the fans. It's not the distractions. Really, to me, it's pickup basketball. It's going to the gym. Yeah, you already got your team. Y'all practicing together. But it's more of a pickup type of basketball game because there's no fans in the stands. So there's no distraction. There's no real noise. There's no pressure on the players. You know, prime example, and this is when the strays start start <laughs> bouncing around the street. I looked at Rondo. Rondo ain't made three-pointers in his whole NBA career. Now, all of a sudden, he's in the bubble. He's probably a 50% three-point shooter. I haven't even checked the stats. Do y'all think there's anything uh-huh. to what Scott is? And why did he have to go with my man Rondo? Um, <laughs> why, I, I did he, why did he turn the gun to Rondo? <laughs> he was banging I think, shot, yeah, I he think, shot it. He shot it. Yeah, I think, I think it depends something. upon Rondo. Rondo probably smashed his wife like Future did. But listen, though, it's, it's, I think it's something to be said about, like, this whole bubble experience. I think part of it might be more difficult than the, the traditional thing. But also, it is different. But it's, it's, what we, it's what we're dealt with. But... I think it might be more difficult to win in this scenario. I think it's like a uh, – I just want to call it different. I don't think it's easy. I think it's different. Yeah. Because these dudes don't have the ability to go home and spend time with their family. Like, yeah. it's almost like, yo, you're locked in this place and, and go ahead and play. May the best man win. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to keep it I'm gonna keep it reserved to on the court, but I agree. And we've been doing a lot of agreeing lately, so we're going to have to contrive an argument, Jimmy. But I, I, I we're gonna have to have a Biden versus Trump. But I agree, it's different. It's not that it's it's better or worse. It's just different because while you could argue there's no fans, well, fans work for they work for the home team and against the the the, the away team. So neither team has the benefit or the detraction. So that kind of, in my opinion, zeroes out. It's just a different experience. And I definitely think be. that, you know. But you know how, and I've always wanted this to be cliche, but then when you look at it, there's always something to it. Like role players play like trash on the road. And superstars kind of yeah. are superstars no matter where they are. So it's like, okay, yeah. these role players don't have that distraction. That might be why we've seen – Think about it. We've been talking about some unlikely, you know, first-team all-bubble type cats. Like, dudes who were good. The ball from the Pacers, he about yeah, to turn they back weren't into consistently a good enough to be, you know, to do what they're doing. Um, I mean, Tyler Hero might be <laughs> – he, he might be – Tyler, nobody's that. hero. But, but like I said, there's, there's, Yo, man. There's, there's benefits and there's – you know, it goes the other way as well. Like you said, you're not living your regular life. Damn. I think the bubble is good for players that have have it in them. They have the capacity to lock in if there aren't distractions. Some people don't have that. Some people get restless when there's nothing going on and they can't focus and they can't lock in. Some people they can. You ain't, so you know, I, I think it's like an individual no. case by case basis we talk about here. You ain't got no young stress relievers out there, no young Myra stress relievers. You know what I'm saying? That, that could, you know, make sure that you're doing okay during the course of the season. So, you know, you got to deal with a lot. 
But you know, NBA players though, you know, it's so easy. You know, their stress relievers definitely turn into distraction. Um, yeah, that's more of a distraction. Yeah, I think for the I mean, average average citizen, for the average you, married man, it's a stress reliever. Try to get it like not if you got your look. rotation set. You like, look, this is playoffs. You know, you know what it is. Like every Wednesday, you relieve the stress. So I can, you know, what I mean, stay focused. Oh, you know, doubleheads ain't got that kind of control. These chicks be on social media <laughs> putting their business all out in the street. Yo, they don't control. Shout out to all the stress relievers out there, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta learn to control y'all, y'all pieces, and then it'll be all better. So I, I think there's something to what Pippen is saying. I don't think the bubble is making Rondo a better three-point shooter, though. Like, I, I can't. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I can't come up with the science that would lend itself to that. Like, okay, because he's in a bubble. I mean, it could be the crowd thing. You know, it could be the the, the whole crowd thing. Um, and less pressure because there aren't actual people sitting out there. So I can I can see what he's saying, but like I said, I think you can go both ways with it, with the benefits and the you know the, the negative part of the whole. Thing. Yeah, it pause. Um, um, I'm I'm not going to just go at people like Pitt though. Like shot up shot up Rondo out. It could make sense though because. Even though they do it for a living, I assume there's a certain amount of pressure playing and trying to do what you do in front of 20,000 people rather than doing what you do just in front of the staff of your team and the opposing team and some video boards. So I guess I can see it a little bit. Some people don't have those problems. You know, LeBron, you know, the top cats in the league, they go to work no matter what's going on out there. But run, but the, you know what my what my issue is with this? Why it's hard for me to actually nail down, you know, which side I want to be on because of who he shot at. Like we're acting like Rondo's a bum. Like we mentioned it earlier, you know, Rondo is going to get some looks. Not he might not make it, but he's going to get some looks. He's going to get some Hall of Fame looks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're shooting at him, but he's not like a bum. So it's like it's a bad. And, it might be a bad example that you're shoot. using because Rondo has always raised yeah. his level in the playoffs. I don't know if he's ever shot this well from three, but he's always raised his level in the playoffs. No I matter how saw many times drop Rondo points in the playoffs. Because remember, we stopped checking for Rondo 42. a long time ago. Rondo go to like New Orleans and show you that he's still Rajon Rondo. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe he should have picked somebody else. I mean, maybe he should have disrespected the rookie. He should have said something about Tyler Hero or something. But I'm like, you you pulling out Rondo like Rondo, not a championship winning point guard. So I don't know. I don't know. Pip always seemed mad though, and Pip always seemed to contradict himself. Like he he's he's the John Kerry level flip flopper <laughs> when it comes to talking hoops and talking about individuals in general. Um. All right, so that is our quote of the week from an honorary Scotty Pippen. Um, our stat of the week, simple. Udonis Haslam is that dude. Udonis Haslam has appeared. I can't say appeared. He's appeared on the sideline this time, but if he gets in a game, did he get in last night? Because I stopped watching. Did he play any minutes? I don't think so. I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Y'all down 30. 
why is he there? Um, anyway, Udonis Haslam has appeared in the NBA Finals in three different decades. <laughs> in the 2000s, in the 2010s, and now in 2020, Udonis Haslam is still a part of a championship team. Now, I can't go back and think about the last time he actually helped, but he's been there. <laughs> so shout out to, to UD, um, the real Mr. Miami and this whole thing. All right, so uh, the Titans and the Steelers go on the NFL quickly. The Titans and the Steelers, their game, their week four game has been postponed because about five players and another four or five um, staff members, personnel on the Titans have contracted COVID. Uh, is this the beginning of the end? I mean, we talked about it before the season started. I gave the, I gave the league six weeks before they started thinking yeah. about packing it in and packing it up. Is this the beginning of the end, or are they going to get past this? Because oh. football is different, man. You really, It's really difficult to be, like, postponing games and playing them later in the season. Like this is an extra buy money. They're gonna hold on. Getting that right. TV so like, money. But, but when when can you do that? Like, because you can't have football. Like, you can do that in basketball, baseball. Makeup games are easy because these dudes are used to playing two and three times a week. Like, how do you? If this starts to be a problem, and you have to start shuffling the NFL schedule like that, like where do you fit this in? Right now, they miss one game. I guess you're okay because you lose your bye week, your real bye week. If it goes on next yeah. week, on next week. If it goes on longer than two, like what you might be on to something. Right. You might be on to something if it's, if it's two games. Because I mean, I mean, when when else would they have to play it? Like <laughs> wild card weekend. In the words of my B, in the last regular season game. Words of my B, this is the start of your mother in ending, y'all. It's the start of the ending, man. It's it's gonna be interesting to see, man. I mean, I'm not rooting for that. I want to see, I want to see football, but you know. I mean, I, I wasn't rooting for it. The Christian McCaffrey went down. Now I don't care. <laughs> it's like it's not like we ain't tell y'all. We tried to warn y'all. All right, man. So let's let's go back to the phone lines. We got Tobias waiting. He's probably mad as hell. <laughs> what up, Tobias? What's going on? Man, I had it. I had to plug my phone up to a charger. What's going on? <laughs> What's up, man? Roll damn tide. They ain't never shutting down. Hey, roll tide. You, you guys will address them as America team. Get that right. They are a pillar <laughs> of college football, the standard bearer, where a kid can get Hold a up. great education. Tobias, you know, I don't have any problem addressing anybody as America's team because I don't think, you know. Is he talking about Clemson or, or something else? That's not a title I want, so you can have it. <laughs> you, don't, you, know what, you don't know what state Clemson's in, Jimmy. Let's carry on. Uh, <laughs> I didn't I even touch Georgia I, I know where Alabama is. It's a team Bull hey. Connor rooted for. Hey. <laughs> well, 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 we got to say, they, he wasn't a very fine person, okay? But anyway, you know, pun intended. No, uh, There's fine people on both sides. Yeah, there are fine people on both sides. You know, our black mayor is a big Alabama fan, Governor Alabama. Land opportunity, fellas. Uh, <laughs> you know, first thing first, I get going. I finally watched three, season three and four of Last Chance You finally finished it. Damn, Bobby Bruce is dumb as rock. But anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, Bobby, be listening. But. I know y'all talk about the NBA Finals. Bobby you know what's no funny, internet. though? 
Yeah. You know, you ain't lying. You probably know how to work it. But, uh, you know, best. all these people talk small ball. Get smaller. Get smaller. We don't need any big. They clog up the paint. You can't bear any small movement. Well, the big team is winning. <laughs> uh, when your tallest guy in Miami is, is smaller than LeBron James, you're not going to win too many games. And what people are missing, they think the only way you get a three-point shot is play like Houston. No. If you watch the games, the Laker players are moving around when Anthony Davis or LeBron catches in the paint because they both command a double team. Because y'all remember, I know Jimmy remember this, with, with Shaq and Kobe's heyday, the Lakers, they got a lot of open threes because you had a double-team Shaq. Ain't nobody double-teaming Clint Capella or Tyson Chandler. We probably leave them open under the basket. So, yeah, because they're getting <laughs> kicked out to the three-point line. <laughs> yeah, but I think that people are missing is that that's the way right there where you one if you got a guy that command a double team, that will free open your guys. But the heat other problem is they only got one guy that can take the ball off the dribble and get his own shot. They like too many other teams in this league got too many specialists. And, uh, and they got a bunch of specialists out there, and, Jer- and also Tyler Hero, who was looking fright night like Jeremy Lin. We went to Miami that time on that Thursday night. Y'all remember that fateful night in NBA history? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, they ain't had a night that bad since the damn bomb hit in Nagasaki. That's all I got to say. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm on a roll, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, if y'all got no. any issues, email Robert Amat. That's all I got to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Alabama won last week. I'm feeling good. But, uh, you know, but the prop, but like Miami did overachieve. And, I, and I, you know, I listen to some of the sports stuff while I'm at work. It's like they keep, it's like, this Michael Jordan LeBron debate is so tiresome now. Now we going off here saying the the Barkley Suns and a sixty four win Supersonics won all that. What the hell a sixty four team won all that? <laughs> Why the hell a sixty four win team ain't great when you have Peyton and a guy Sean Kemby and eat himself out of the league? You know, it's just like people just make up these straw man arguments to tear the player down on whichever side they're on. Instead of just saying, Hey, right, these yeah. guys are great in their era. Here, I take me and Jimmy's advice, man. Don't even indulge that crap anymore, man. Don't engage. Yeah. Don't, don't acknowledge. I'm, I'm done acknowledging unless I feel like uh, entertaining myself at the airport waiting on a waiting on a flight. Outside of that, I'm, I'm not. I don't get into those things. I do like trope. My my cousin's 26. He loves LeBron. I think that he'll try to take Savannah from LeBron from Savannah if he could. But uh, so I do enjoy trolling him at times uh, about certain things, you know. And he, he he's like stand back, it's, stand back and stand by, bro. Stand back and stand you ain't by. lying. Hey, it's kind of like the maturing candidate where you turn that button, and he just goes crazy, uh, <laughs> you know. But I heard you guys were talking about some of these coaches, right? I actually cool with Billy Donovan getting a job because this is a bad team that's in a rebuild. I'd rather the white coach take those L's than someone like Sam Cassell who's only going to get one shot uh, right. at this. I'd rather Sam Cassell hop on 
let's say the Milwaukee Bucks or somebody like that who is a playoff team, instead of him taking on a rebuild where they could win some games instead of the workout, he get another shot. Because we know a lot of black coaches don't get second shots. If they do get a second shot, it's in a crap team. And, uh, they and that's why I was shot because Doc take all the job. Yeah, stop being black. Like the people, huh? Sam Cassell should have gotten that shot at uh, what you would call it, at, uh, where he had that Philly. But all I know that I heard they talked to Joel and Pizza. Well, I have to play in the post now. I can't shoot no more threes. I have to go to the gym. Come on, you, man. That's what they were saying. Are you making fun of my man African accent, though? Yo, hey, man. Hey, man. He ain't from Africa no more. We, we, we married his auntie from 90 Day Fiance. That's all I got to say. I'm sorry he's late. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 90 Day Fiance Yo, chick. I'm sorry, Joel. Do better. They just had it. They just had a baby this week. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah. So Joel the B, a.k.a. the gift and the curse, because he's both. That doesn't mean, yeah. All that means is Joel doing his part. Shout out to that, brother. Yeah. You and know but, what I'm talking you about. Know, Doc, doing his part. But, but, you know, <laughs> but I got to say, B. favorite line, let's be honest. Doc Rivers is the black Mike D'Antoni. Neither one of them done They were going to hire the black one or the white one. They were going to hire the black one or the white one. Hey. Mike Dad told he keep getting these jobs. He has done jack squat. <laughs> you know, it is team Yo, no, 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 exactly no, 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 with the way that they play. He gonna, and then they're going to get in the playoffs. He's going to get you an MVP. Yeah, and going to get you an MVP. MVP in the conference. And an MVP. That's the thing. Yeah. If the playoffs were shorter, hold up, real quick. Yeah, what he does doesn't Brett Brown, If the playoffs Brett Brown were shorter, made it out the second round coach. as many times as Doc Rivers did with the Clippers. So, I mean, did you really upgrade? Who did? Oh, Brett Brown. Yeah. Oh, here's Here's one for you. The Clippers didn't upgrade from Benny Del Negro and they fired him for Doc and they were still in the same spot. Second round exit. <laughs> and Doc had better players. Uh that and see, that's the thing that hey, black coach aside, he had a prime team at team at the first round. The only reason he wanted to find it, like y'all talking about with um Boston. But then even with this Clippers team, dude, you mean to tell me how the hell are you acting like you feel Jackson here? When your team's getting blitzed out here, you gonna say we'll figure it out. You ain't Phil. This ain't MJ on this court. Oh, uh, Scotty. You know, I think he was I think what happens is the media likes him. So when the media likes you, they will cut you every break in the world, make all these excuses for you and all that good stuff. Absolutely. If they didn't like my Absolutely. They love him. And, um, hey, Tobias, because, that's called that's called life. That's not just basketball. That's in life. Yeah, that's why it, pay, mm-hmm. it, it pays to be good to people, man. Because when people take care of you, man, that's that's a yep. that's a life lesson from Doc Rivers. If you yeah. if you can appeal to people's if you can appeal to people's intellect, I mean people's emotions versus their intellect, you'll always win with the common lemming with with emotion versus intellect. You'll always. Win. Yeah. I was about to bring up a point and then. B. Austin said that. I'm like, damn, I don't want her to listen. And 
I'd chime in and bring her up after Bull said the common lemming, but I was going to bring up my wife. <laughs> it's, oh, boy. She goes, oh, <laughs> that. Hey, I do have a nice size couch here. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I was about to bring up the point. I think that's a lemming thing. Got out before me, but listen. I don't think that's a lemming thing. Like, what's, what's, the, what's the old quote? People don't remember what you did from. They remember how you made them feel. It's true. Right. And that's, and, right? and that works. That works on her all the time. Like I've, I've seen her rave to other people about like services that that we've had done, and I'm listening to her on on the phone telling people, yeah, and this and that and that, and I'm like, well, she just talking about how nice the boy was. Like she ain't talking about his work. Like, I'm sitting there in the background thinking the his work was mad. I'm not about to say like it wasn't bad, good. but his work was. His work was mad Listen, sonic, man. and she here raving and recommending him to everybody. Like, but that okay. that that's life, man. Listen, my the late great Maya Angelou said that, man. People always remember how you made him feel. People people remember that before they remember which, exactly what you did. You know how you made him feel. So it's truth to that, and it's a life lesson in that is that you know you do good to people, you treat them right, and that pays dividends, man. You see people yeah. get opportunities all the time. Like, all right, I know this is like really. Not what we're talking about, but it is. I know yo, I know cats that can leave a job. I know cats that can leave a job today and get a job tomorrow. And I know cats that have been looking for a job for like two years, can't find nothing. But the fact of the matter is the ones that find jobs real fast, they treat people well, so they always got like a network of you know, so and that's what Doc did. Doc Doc loved by the media, loved by other coaches. And the boy can't find a job. With that with that being said and understood. What is it that Mike Brown does? Interview skills. Yeah. Yeah. They say he has no neck. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I yeah. can't Brown with no neck. Uh, but, you know, uh, and it's, it's like opportunities, right? I know y'all talked about, you know, a little political thing earlier. And I have to say this. I'm talking to my black people out there. I don't do black and brown, minority, people of color, none of that crap. Because they... I don't say that. Dang, I never seen that option on the permit SAT test. All right. With Word. that being said, when the when when you know Trump was out there saying stand back, stand by, whatever he said, you can't respond with vote. It ain't working. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. Voting is part of it, mm-hmm. but you cannot appeal to the humanity of those who who are who lack humanity. You cannot do that. Uh. And you have to understand that. And you have to be ready to love, care, and defend your own and not be afraid to make bigots mad. Because Barack Obama was scared to make white people mad. That's why he put conservatives in the Supreme Court and they still call him every black slur in the book. They still didn't respect him. I, I, don't, so, I don't think he was scared. I don't think he was scared to buy it. I think he was a plant. I think he, yeah. he was in cahoots with him. Yeah, he don't like us. Cause how he talk about it, he don't like us, and that's that's why I think a lot of these opportunities is they kind of circles back on opportunity. When we get an opportunity to get somewhere, it's up to us to make sure we get our own, put our own in there. Because to be honest, Doc, I believe Doc Rivers should be at TV, right? If I was him, I'd be like, hey man, give Sam Cassell this shot. This is Somebody a playoff team at least. Eric, why y'all keep saying that? Like, I ain't never heard this boy's voice before. Why y'all want to hear him on hey. TV? Yeah, but <laughs> like, that, I'm like, 
Hey, we got, got we got Chris Webber and Ray Mill, all right? So it can't be no worse. He's like, I don't care what your voice sounds like. I just need somebody to know what they talking about. That's on you. Hey, I don't know. Dude, Chris I, I guess, Webber, well, hey, man. If he's yeah. sitting in the booth, he can at least have some tea, some hot tea or something next to him. So he might be all right. Yeah. Chris Webber once said. I have a problem with the way my voice sounds. Man, Chris Webber said at seven feet tall, Robin Lopez makes Duncan look easy. He's seven freaking feet tall. Chris Webber, what he goes wrong is trying to be dramatic all the time. Like Chris, yeah, it's not working. But but saying is, but Doc should be making sure his people get jobs. Pop be putting his people on, uh, and some of them actually worked out well. But you have to get – but I feel like – that's why I hope that Cassell would have gotten a sixer job. Are they a title team? Nah, not right now. But at least they're a playoff team, and his record won't be taking a hit off the top and make and give him a chance to say he can work with star players. Yes. I'm Brett Brown. Y'all got to promise me 10 years after I go through the process and tear up my coaching record for y'all. Yeah, because you were torn up the board. But you know why, though? Y'all, y'all understand that. Y'all been saying it all night. That's why Brett Brown, somebody like that, that's why you can do that. You can take mm-hmm. a trash team and agree to be a part of that process because after you go 200 and 645, you're going to get another job at some point. Yep. He's going to get a job. But I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking, like, is Brett Brown, you know, did he do enough to be able to get another job? But I don't know. He's an assistant, man, and I, you know, he's an assistant. And uh, and all I got to say is that the reason, my last thing is the reason Trump brought up Philadelphia in his statement because he got tired of Carson Wentz too. He's mad too. He's mad <laughs> like Rob. And, uh, he's and well, he did yeah, bring back that, football. So yeah, with, you know, with that situation, a lot of times it's that, like we always say in football, your organization matters. If they ain't putting the players around the guy to protect him and all that good stuff. You can put Jalen Hurts in there. What the hell is Jalen Hurts going to do? Have they watched him in Alabama? <laughs> what the hell he going to do with that set lineup? Yeah, he's going to get, uh, he gonna get hurt. Jalen yeah. Hurts is going to get hurt. Yeah. They, they caught benching the guy. What the hell he going to do? And, that, and that's why I think he's when you say bench the quarterback, like where are you going to go? Fans get a hold of him. They going to call his yeah. name and he ain't going to do shit. <laughs> yeah, but hey, but you guys have a good one, man. You guys take it easy, man. And stay, hey, and stay buddy, off those y'all be awesome. All right, man, we're going to take one more call before we speed round the rest of this and get up out of here. We got Rob calling in from uh, out in California. He's about to trade the whole organization. Go ahead, Rob, trade him. What's up, man? It's a boy, boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Yo, don't make me get your tech. Take this ish and, and make you hold the camcorder. What's good, man? You're fucking like that. <laughs> Take your shot to murder move, man. It's your boy Big Rob, aka. Yo, I'm excited, man. I can't, I can't, yo, I can't, yo, I'm excited. But first of all, hey, I'm excited. you know, first Take of all, I'm excited. Shout to Jimmy. Shout to Jimmy. You called a long time ago. I asked him, you know, um, what would it take to to take to help the Lakers rebuild? And he said, "Come on, man, LeBron." And I was just like, you know, Lakers, we don't Lakers fans, we don't like him. But you know what? When it got worse, when things when things got worse, I was thing to say that was. And then B. Austin was like, "B. Austin was like, 
oh, you're a LeBron fan now. And I was like, yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. I knew all that. I knew all that hate you used to shoot his way wasn't authentic. But you will LeBron. You will be a LeBron fan too if your team was in the finals. How about that? Uh, 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 absolutely not. This dude called Donovan McNabb all kinds of all kinds of stuff that you can't say on radio while we were in the Super Bowl. Y'all, y'all got it messed up with me. He ain't gonna root for you just because you're on the team. <laughs> or, no, there's a difference in rooting for you than being a fan. That's that's two different things. I root things. for the organization root for the jersey, and I would right. want him to succeed. I'm still not rooting for him as a as a player, and and I've softened my my approach or stand on LeBron because there's only one person in sports that I actually hate, and he's no longer in sports anymore. Hopefully, he doesn't make it to the Hall of Fame, but I'm not sure. Um, we we not here to talk about that, man. Salute to the to the to the Lakers. It looks like the Brooms will come out. Um, but who do you want to trade on the Eagles, and, and how is this week? Howie Rosen's fault. One of y'all on the spaceship. Uh, I, I'm afraid that, and I'm going to explain this for a second. It's going to sound controversial. I'm, a, I'm afraid that the Eagles organization is that Carson Wentz is going to be the next Andrew Luck in the sense that you're going to, he's, he's going to be injury rattled because your GM is not building a strong enough team around him. That, that, that it's, it's just going to hurt, it's going to hurt his potential. Until you know, until he gets bad up and bruised up, he can't play anymore. Rob, and so, Rob, and Rob, so, and so, Rob. and that's because that's, that's, because that's, let me interrupt you. Let me let me interrupt you, bro. And 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 I respect the intelligent analysis of that because there is some truth to that. But here's my issue, and I'm a Carson Wentz fan. Man, hold Carson Wentz accountable, man. He's playing like turducken sauce, though. He's playing <laughs> terrible. It ain't Howie Roseman out there under center. Now that now now the O line has its challenges and there's other components in the team that are also playing like trash, but Carson Wentz, who I root for and who I would say I'm a fan of of of, of dude, yo, he's playing terrible. He's regressed. I I, I he's think, regressed. I think mean, he, he, like he, he's he's having a bad season, and we just got. I, I'll keep my my boy in prayer. It's just that he got he, he just has to find his mojo. The, the, the thing is, is is the thing is is that is it what's going to happen with confidence? Is he is he going to lose his confidence? Because once you lose your confidence, your other you, you're over. You might as well be like Jake Cutler. You know what I'm saying? Once you lose your confidence, you know it's, you're you're done. So I think a lot. I think I think that's a I think that's an issue now, though, Rob. I think a, a big reason that he's playing the way he is. Is because of confidence issues. Um, it's weird because you know the last, not the last we saw him, but you know he made a nice his, you know, with his play, he led them to a nice little run at the end of the season last year, with not a lot of weapons out on the field. So you would think his confidence would be sky high, but then I don't know. I think maybe being in that playoff game for that short amount of time. Getting hurt and the fans kind of, be, you know, being right back down on you for getting hurt. Like maybe his confidence is shot. Maybe he thinks, you know, anything he I do, I'm gonna end up hurt. Um, he's definitely Nev, thinking. Nev, I know exactly. I know exactly what it is. 
exactly what it is. Carson Wentz is used to being in a situation where he's able to play like a playmaker, which means there's limited discipline. He's got to freelance. He's got to make it on his own. And there's no pressure for him to fall in line and distribute the ball and play quick and play NFL football. At the end of last season, they had to lean on him to get us into the playoffs. But in a normal circumstance, that's not the way you want your franchise quarterback to have to play week in and week out. So now he's picked up some bad habits. He's like, look, dog, we back to the beginning of the season. Get rid of the ball quick. Stop staring your receivers now. Get your footwork together. Cannot hold on to the truck stop. But he's still, he's still out there trying to do Big Ben slash Cam Newton impersonation. And that shit ain't going to work for him, man. You got to get it together. But you know what it is, though? Carson Wentz, like, you only hear this type of conversation that I'm bringing up about black quarterbacks. Like, maybe like maybe they shouldn't be trying to keep him in the pocket. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you're, you're right. Exactly. Now, that's the play Peterson deserves blame because he needs to call the he needs to call the games a lot better. He definitely and, deserves and blame. This dude played for a tie play. last week. This dude I punted think, um, I, with do, 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 ten seconds left do, in the tie do, game. Do you think Peterson Yo, needs he, he's a on filter? List and I hate him forever for that. Do, do, you say, think Pearson needs, do you think Peterson needs a filter? Because we, we always talk about how. Um, the, the coach for the Colts was a filter, and I was calling for, you know, Deuce Staley to um to be an offensive coordinator, which didn't happen, because he really needs a filter, because, you know, Andy Reid is not pass, pass he was pass happy at the beginning, we get it, but, but he always really wanted a running game. The same thing with Doug Peterson. You know, at times he can be getting pass happy, but he needs to maintain balance's running game. Do you think without especially, the especially when Miles Sanders is averaging like seven yards a carry? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think the absence of an offensive coordinator is hurt? Is is has something to do with you know Carson Wentz rushing and Doug Peterson? Any word? Yes. What do you think, B? You think he need more voices in there than just Doug's? Is what you're saying? No, he needs more voices in there than Doug's. He needs somebody that's going to, yo, the play calling. Yo, you just made a point. Like I'm, I'm holding Carson Wentz accountable, and I didn't even get to Doug Peterson. But t- Doug Peterson, the way he calls the game, isn't favorable to Carson Wentz because you see how he's struggling. So get him on the edges to do what he does well. You see where he's struggling, and you're a, you're a former quarterback. Yeah, but he on, he wasn't a quarterback yeah, that was on the I edges. It takes time for Doug to to uh, to write to, to to fix to adjust things because you got to remember oh, this is the same quarterback that also got us a comeback last year. No skill, no fully last game, and, and also, and also, it takes time because you know Eagles teams. We start off slow; they start off really, really slow, and he he makes some adjustment while he he can make adjustments, 
but he just he needs yo, that Dev, yo Dev, yo Dev, you hear you hearing this? Rob must Rob is emotionally attached to Doug because he would usually be he'd fire Howie up. <laughs> giving Doug, I mean, he giving Doug to give him a chance and give him. Yo, come on, Rob. I mean, listen, I, listen, I, mean, I just, I mean, just want to go I back mean, to this quote from a homie of mine, man. For, for for any Eagles fan out there who doesn't know it right now, doesn't realize it, you have to recognize when your team is the layup. That's all I'm gonna say because the Eagles are about to be at Ooh. least they at least about to be o five and one. Yeah, have y'all seen the schedule? They at least about no. to be o five and yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, you about to get pummeled. I do, I do, I I do, I do want to say this. I'm about to leave because you know, uh, because you know, I, I know you guys got other callers. Thank you for. Having me, I do want to say this. Uh, as far as my style to that country boy, talk about me being angry. You know, that's 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 the hero day. You know, you know, uh, man, man, be some y'all. All I gotta say is this: like, when when it comes to looking out, uh, I, I want everybody to go out and like get Jimmy's book and brace the Fort Worth score because a lot of these, um. Uh, black, black scholars or activists or whatever. Like I remember, I remember B. Austin or uh, uh, Dev ask, asking when people when more when more sports uh, figures were becoming act act on speaking on social issues. Like like I, I think y'all asked should what would we be interested? The thing is, I'm half and half because some of these black scholars don't know what they're talking about. Like. I mean, like, you know, like, Boyce Watkins is like, yo, man, like, he's talking about this. He's saying that you know, LeBron is a bad father for, you know, because of what happened with his son. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, as my pops told me, man, you don't talk about man, uh, man, what a man does in his own house. You know what I mean? And not only that, I, I, I look at um the way the Adrian Pearson thing happened when he – was uh, accused of child abuse, arrested of child abuse. I, I seen, I, I remember hearing Dev and B. Austin and Jimmy articulating, breaking down how this was parenting done wrong, and and the reasons why. And 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 all I'm saying is this: everybody support world sports. That's why I really support different brothers. That's why you should invest people in your community. We're black. We're, we're, we're black. We're all different, you know. I mean, hey, Dev and uh, Jimmy went to a private black school and had, uh, elementary school. Hey, it's, it's, that's cool. I never went to that. I went to PS two seventy three. Uh, I'll sleep on the project. Hey, hey, what is? You know what I'm saying? So, so, so yeah. That's what I'm saying. Support, support, support your local. And and and, and, and for people who are giving Jimmy the eyeball. Uh, in the beginning, we were talking about Trump help help with finance. People don't understand that Republican, because Reagan has um, always they 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 um, always have they always support the they they, they always support the one percent. That's what that's what's going to happen. So the, as, as my nana said, as my nana said, Robert, the Trump is in office, the best in stock market. Trust me. Every time a Republican is in office, the stock market goes up. And she was right. About, you know what I'm saying? And Jimmy is definitely in the one percent, man. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Nah, I'm I, broke, baby. I mean, I mean, but, right. but but there's, <laughs> but, but there's a difference. Is he is he in the the the, the um Bob Johnson one percent where he just loves Trump, no, or is I'm he in the one percent no, like not. LeBron? Just money. You're rich, nigga. You got lawyers. But 
ain't got nothing to do with Trump. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to Rob? He dropped. Listen, man. He dropped. Thanks for your call, man. He dropped. Man, his, his call dropped. Support everybody, man. Yo, we always say we getting out of here early. Appreciate like Eight thirty already. But yo, I don't even know where we was, though. Um, All right, real real quick, man. Just quick. It's, we only got two stories of why y'all want to grind, man. Let's just bring them up. We ain't right. gotta have bars the on them. Line, I man. definitely want people to hear about it. Yeah. Why you <laughs> Why you on a grind? Brought to you by Sports the Book. You should not get it already. SportsTheBook.com or WorldSports.com. But listen though, LeBron bought a thirty-six million dollar LA mansion while he was in the bubble. He, yo, he bubble balling. Yo, he he yo. just made all y'all look broke. <laughs> yo, Brian Brian cut like four deals while in the bubble. He cut a deal for like you know um the voting job. My man like took a company public. My man, my man Brian getting business done while he's in the bubble. Man. Shout <laughs> yeah. to Brian. Yeah. Um, or Jay said like ninety eight. Brian just Brian just bought a mansion on a two way. <laughs> yo man. Yo, Brian Jay Z is taking action. Come on, man. Yo, he about to win a chip, bought a mansion. Yo, Jay-Z um, is having actionable items, and he's appointing the first black executive to produce the Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I'm saying? I, so I, I would have thought Jay was Carter. the executive producer of the Super Bowl halftime show last year. I would have thought that. No. He's just pulling the strings. I mean, you know, he's pulling um, the strings in terms of who gets where. Shout out to the jester. I mean, that's... I don't want to yeah, diminish what he's doing, like, but like, I expected that. Like, you better. Like, this point, like, what's, Yo, what's the point of dealing with them Jay-Z, if you're not putting black people on? You know what I mean? But Jay Z has somehow positioned himself as like the most powerful man in music. Like, he he's literally at this point about to be more powerful than L.A. Reid and all the other like the old guard, so to speak. I was looking at the Grammy nominations that came out today. I swear, every artist that got nominated were like Rock Nation. Like, it's almost <laughs> like you had to be. A part of his label to get nominated for a Grammy. I'm like, he somehow positioned himself as that dude. Salute to him for that. But uh, yeah. you know, they still got us Negro. One of the things like you tell me, like kind of awkward silence. I'm like, all right, I I bang with it. But then you're like, all right, <laughs> I got nothing else to say. Like, all right, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of expected that. Like, listen, man. You know what I mean? Listen, but man. But shout out. Shout out uh, here's what I'll say. Shout out to the boy for doing what he's doing, man. Like, you no, know, I feel like we need people working at all levels, man. I think us us as a folks are so far behind. Kneeling, we need people in the system, people outside the system, people building the system, people kneeling, people not kneeling. We need we need everything, dog. That's how messed up we are. We need everything. So, do what you gotta do, dog. Um, but before we get out of here, Dev, tell the folks what happened this day in sports history. All right, and the crazy part is the. The stories that came out, they still ain't really say the person's name. They just they still Jay Z still the star in this whole thing. <laughs> he appointed a black person. What's their name? I don't know. Um, this date in sports history brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website, you can get dynamic, professional, and most of all affordable custom websites at Digital Extreme Technologies. Man, no need to break the bank. Just hit them up. They got financing options. Tell them that the homies over at Warroom Sports sent you. You can do that at digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Holla at them. All right, this date in sports history, two quick things. October 1st, 1961, New York Yankees right fielder, Roger Maris, y'all know the story, becomes Major League Baseball's all-time single-season home run leader when he passes Babe Ruth's mark with number 61. He got that hit off, that home run off Boston rookie Tracy Stollard and a one 
to nothing win at Yankee Stadium. So not only did he go for the record and hit his 61st, it was the only run of the game, won the game for him. October 1st, 1975, the thriller in Manila. Muhammad Ali stops his rival, Joe Frazier, shout out to Philly, in 14 rounds in Quezon City in the Philippines to retain his WBC, WBA heavyweight title. So we like to give a war room salute to these gentlemen in these historical moments. Shout out to everybody involved. Um, let's get up out of here, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, people in our group chat. Everybody, everybody at the truck stop, one of them dudes is that. Yeah, you already know, man. Tune in next week. Live right here on demand. We catch up on everything going on in the sports world. Um, how many games can we possibly have between now and then? Maybe the finals will be over. I doubt it. No, they're on a little break. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Lakers and two. finals. MLB postseason, NFL. Yeah, somebody on my feed actually just put up there Lakers and four, and I'm being generous. Like, what's generous about that? Anyway, um, <laughs> NFL football. Man, he's going quick. <laughs> two and a half games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yo, we're going to catch up with everything in sports, man. Please stay safe, man. We'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations. Everything we do, um, all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of our content, everything can be found at the hub of WorldRimSports.com. Keep my book, Sports the Book, at SportsTheBook.com or right back at that hub of WorldRimSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity and be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on top. And Doc Rivers got a five-year deal. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 